What is going on, people? I want to cordially invite you to episode number eight, the head-scratching, thought-provoking, life-changing episode of the White Tiger Podcast. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. Fifteen years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons, and he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Yes, everybody, welcome to episode number eight. Can you believe it? Eight episodes. I can't believe it, but you know what? Actually, I can't believe it. I appreciate it. It's because of you that there is an episode eight, so thank you. I appreciate it. With that in mind... I am hoping that this episode is going to get you out of your seat, throw your hands up in the air, raise the roof, make you want to jump out your car window, make you want to bust out of that downward dog pose in your yoga class, or jump off the bench while giving those 100-pound dumbbells a ride on the incline. Because today, I'm going to get real with you, and I'm going to share some professional stories that may change the way that you think about life. I'm also going to tell you that how dying taught me how to live. And why service is not something you just expect at your local restaurant. So with that in mind, I say we get this episode started. What do you think? All right, let's do it. All right, everybody. All right. So in order to get this episode started, I wanted to touch base just slightly on some of the things that I may have talked about in the previous seven episodes, because I think it's really relative to what this episode is all about. So in listening to the previous episodes, if you've listened to them all, you'll kind of notice a pattern of how I like to have some fun and deliver, try to deliver at least some humor into maybe a serious topic or content. So I think a lot of times too is if you would look under like self-help podcasts, whether it be on iTunes or Google Play or any other providers out there, you know, you may have a lot of people that come across and they're very serious and they're very uh, specific about what they're talking about and they keep on point or they have a specific guest and they have a script and an outline of the questions they want to ask and the topics they want to cover. And I, I do appreciate that because I'm a kind of, I kind of feel like I'm a very regimented type of guy and I do appreciate a good plan. Um, but there's a reason why humor and fun and a different perspective, um, which is really kind of the foundation for this podcast is kind of always shown in these episodes so as you may or may not know, and I think most of you know by now that I've, I've worked in law enforcement for over a decade, for 15 years. And in that capacity, you know, you see a lot of things and you do a lot of things that most people either not aware of because they don't have exposure to or choose not to think of or maybe they know of. Maybe they know someone that's a police officer or have a family member or maybe they're a police officer. Maybe you're listening and you're in law enforcement yourself. Uh, and, and you can kind of relate to some stories and things that you hear, but there's a lot of like things that you see that you shouldn't see, and there's a lot of things that you deal with that most people shouldn't deal with. And you know what? For me, out of those like horrible and tough, both mentally and physically uh, situations, you learn 
some really good lessons. And I think that if, as long as you're aware of them, I think you could take something away from them because you could easily process the magnitude of whatever you're dealing with in that type of environment and just, you know, purge it from your head. If you have a tendency to process it, and I think that's important to process these things that you deal with, and I'll speak a little bit about some experiences I've had, but it, it helps you understand, it helps you learn, it helps you become, I think, a better person because you have an appreciation for many things, one of them meaning life, and two, and I say that in a broad way, life in general, and then your own life. But it's interesting. You know, there was a funny saying around work, and we always used to say that crazy shit happens, and you can't make this shit up. We'd always say, you cannot make this shit up, because it's true. You would see things that would blow your mind, and then you would be like, ah, this... There's nothing that could top this. And sure enough, there was something that topped that. I mean, something that most people, if you were to explain to them what happened, wouldn't even understand or would think that you're lying to them. So it's crazy. And and throughout the course of this time, you accumulate a lot of these stories. And, you know, I I typically, you know, you you go to a family's house or it's it's like you get invited over for a holiday and everyone wants to hear the police stories of what you're dealing with and so on. But the real part of it all is that it takes its toll on you. And, um... I think a lot of guys in, and gals in the field probably don't discuss it for many reasons, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of shit that you deal with that you, you'll never hear. So to give you an example, uh, one of the major things that you have to kind of wrap your head around um, is death. Now, death is a very big thing when it comes to working in law enforcement because you deal a lot with death. Now, the interesting part to it is that when you get call to a specific call or a specific problem that you're required to deal with. Now, you have a responsibility to make sure that you handle it properly. You also have a responsibility to make sure that people are safe, including yourself and your partners and your team members. You know, So there's a lot of shit that goes on in your mind when you get a phone call, or I'm sorry, a radio call to a specific call for service or call for help. Back in 2000, I'm going to guess probably like 2004, I was actually hired in 2002, but like probably I was still new and I was still learning. But one of the biggest uh, fears that I had was actually going to a call where someone, where I had to save or tried to save someone's life because I had no experience doing that prior to becoming a law enforcement officer. And you have the training and what it with one interesting thing about training is no matter what job you're doing is unless people could teach you whatever they want to teach you, people could show you how whatever they need to show you. But until you put it into practice, that is really the true, truly the way you learn. So if you're out there actually putting into practice, that's how you learn. You learn by doing right. You can learn everything through a book. You can learn everything for someone telling you, but you have to go out there and actually do it to really learn it, at least in my opinion. And that's kind of how it worked for me. But my biggest thing was learning how to potentially have to save someone's life when called upon. So back in 2004 or 5, whatever it was, I was still new. I had a couple of years in, and I was dispatched to a call of a teenage girl that was unresponsive. She was not breathing, um, and uh, I was called to provide medical assistance. So I remember getting the call, and as soon as you get the call, your heart rate starts to go up. Your mind starts to go in a million different directions as far as what you're going to do, trying to develop a plan of like, what am I going to do when I actually get there? 
and and to be honest with you, hoping that someone else shows up with you for help, especially when you don't have the experience and you're not 100% confident in your skills, that you're hoping that there's someone else that gets there either at the same time or shortly thereafter you do to help you. So I remember responding and having a million things go through my head and my heart rate rising through the roof. I remember getting there and being greeted by this young girl's mother who was screaming and crying and pleading with me to try to help save her daughter. So I remember going up to the second floor of this house. It was very vivid. I remember the house. I remember what it looks like. I remember going up to the second floor of this house and seeing this young, young teenage girl, unresponsive, laying on the floor. Uh, and I, I remember, I think it was the living room and the mom screaming for me to help. Now, this is a point where the training actually kind of takes over, but the emotions are still there. So you're rushed to take action and you have all these external things going on. You have mom screaming, you have the siren still going off on your car because you forgot to take it off because turn it off because you're busy running to get your medical supplies and get up to the person to help them. So this screaming and there's sirens going off and there's the radio going off and other people showing up and now you're trying to think clearly and figure out what the hell you're supposed to do. So I remember going there and um, to be honest, I remember going giving chest compressions and actually giving uh, breaths and so on and so forth just as I was trained and uh, it was just a very difficult time. Uh, and you know, what happened was that eventually medical people showed up and um, I turned over to the more qualified uh, medical people to take over CPR and so on and so forth and I realized that shortly thereafter the call, um, I was told that the girl did not survive. And um, it's hard. It, it's hard. And uh, it's interesting because I got a chance to think about this. And it's interesting because, you know, when I was hired as a police officer, uh, the state of New Jersey where I worked in, they give you the power to take life. And that's an interesting thing because I don't know too many jobs that you actually have the power to legally take someone's life, right? So if I'm, the state of New Jersey gave me a gun to wear and they gave me the responsibility that comes with that firearm and they've also given me some guidelines to follow that in case someone's life is in danger, whether it be mine or someone else's, that I can actually use that firearm and I could actually use deadly force to potentially take someone's life. And I don't know too many jobs that you could actually do that. Um, the one thing that I could never do, which sometimes I wish I had the power to do, was to give life. Because I think in that situation, now that I look back, I would have loved to give life back to that 13-year-old girl, which I couldn't do. But as I learned through my 15 to 20 years of service, or 15 years of service, I could tell you that you do give life back to people. Because you learn a lot from their stories. And you try to hopefully kind of share some of your wisdom with them that hopefully gets them to maybe change their perspective on their own life and make things better. So there's people sometimes who you come in contact with that may be addicted to a certain drug or whatever the case may be, and they keep in this perpetual cycle of getting arrested and getting in trouble and getting arrested and having this, and they can't seem to get out of the cycle. And sometimes you're the force that, you know, puts them over there or puts them off their track, you know, and gets them to think in a different way. And sometimes you do save life 
you know, you save lives in, in that way. And then realistically, sometimes you actually go to calls where people are unresponsive and you can save their life. But there are those instances where um, you try and sometimes you just don't have success. And that's really a hard part about it. But it made me appreciate, you know, the people I came in contact with. Because for me, those were the most memorable experiences. Because it's through their lives that I've learned to appreciate mine. And they taught me the skills and the know-how to help other people. Because they told me how they were feeling. They told me about what their situation was. They told me why life sucked. And I listened. And it gave me the know-how and it gave me the experience to be able to share that with other people that may be going through the same situation they were. And believe it or not, there was, there's a lot of them. There was a lot of people sharing the same experiences, people getting arrested, people getting in trouble, making stupid decisions, addicted to whatever. And, you know, they all share a similar story. And then I realized that we all share similar stories. We all have those things. Maybe some people have more of a, are surrounded by more of a support system that when they do deal with that crap, that they don't fall like deeper into the abyss, so to speak. But you realize that. And I think it changes your perspective on what you value and it makes you appreciate what you have. And really that's kind of like one of the big lessons I learned by dealing with things and dealing with, you know, crazy stories and the different calls of service that you get dispatched to, you know? And that's really kind of, it was a big eye opener for me. And I think we could all take a look at that and say, yeah, let's you go through our day and just using everybody else's experiences, hopefully to make a better experience for yourself. And that's really kind of what it's all about. Now, like I was saying before, not all the experiences were bad. Actually, I got to say a lot of experiences were funnier than hell and they were great. I mean, stories I could continue to tell and tell. And like I was saying earlier in the podcast is that, yeah, the stuff that you couldn't just make up, like it was impossible. Even if you tried to make it up, you couldn't. I remember getting called to this one woman's house that we'd always go to because she would always mow her lawn topless. So that was great. Every time we went there, I mean, nothing that I really wanted to see because she, God bless her. She was like in her seventies, but someone had an issue with it. They called the police, you know? Also, I, I can tell you, I went to this one woman's house. Every time I would, I would go there, she would be rolling cigarettes. She'd want me to help her roll cigarettes. She had this huge machine. It was like a, it was like a science set. She'd put her tobacco in. She'd roll it up. She'd want to roll me a cigarette every time it came over. So I was her favorite officer that came and, you know, she showed me how to roll cigarettes. So if you ever need a side gig, you ever need someone to roll cigarettes at your next uh, party, call me. I'm going to, I'm pretty good at it. Actually, uh, another time I almost, I almost shot a mannequin in the, in the, in the basement of someone's house. I got called to a, a burglary in progress woman says she heard noises in her basement, walked down in her basement, and in the corner of the basement, I see a silhouette of a, of a man. It looks like a man, and I'm sitting there yelling at this, at this man that's in this basement, only to realize it's one of those like MMA mannequins that looks like an actual person, you know, from the waist up, like the bust of the mannequin. That mannequin nearly caught a bad break. Imagine if I shot that thing. I'd be getting my balls busted for the next 30 years. But yeah, there were some fun stories that uh, I got a chance to tell, and um, I could share those experiences and maybe uh, make someone's day a little bit brighter at my expense. I know I keep saying that, but it's so true, and I keep saying that too. You know, one of the things I thought was really important that I wanted to talk about in this episode was kind of the topic of death, uh, 
but in a way how it really made me appreciate life. And I know I had uh, mentioned that story earlier in, in the podcast, but you know, there was one thing about the job that I hated the most. And it was having to tell people that someone that was very close to them had passed away. Now, we would often get these calls, uh, which were called death notifications, that we would have to go to a person's next of kin and advise them of their loved one's passing. Now, I hated this part of the job, and if there's one part of the job that I could remove, this would probably be the only part of the job that I would remove because I despised doing this. I just didn't like it. It was uncomfortable for me. There's really no other way to kind of think about how you tell someone that someone important to them had just died. But then I realized, obviously, this is not about me. You know, uh, my job is to solely go there and to one, deliver information and also be there to help out that person who's going to be going through a difficult time in their life, an immediate difficult time in their life. So as I start to realize, this is not about me feeling uncomfortable. It's about, you know, easing the pain and helping those individuals that I had to deliver this message to. Now, again, there's one of those things, a lot of these things that you deal with get ingrained in your mind. You have a lot of these experiences, no matter what you're doing. You don't necessarily have a, to be a police officer who experienced this. Any, you all go through, we all go through these experiences in life where we have these moments, both good and bad, that are like seared into our brain. And that we often revisit uh, to kind of remind us of things or to help us through things or, or so on and so forth. This was one of those situations that's kind of been seared in my mind because it was one of those first time things for me. Uh, and kind of the magnitude and severity of it because I never had done it before. So it stuck out in my mind. Um, I was working overnights. I uh, got called to do a death notification uh, at this family's residence to tell them that their 21-year-old son had died in a motorcycle accident. So I had was there with someone else, and typically we go with um, a plainclothes detective and um, a, someone of the clergy or someone um, that represents that person's faith. So we usually go with a priest or, or, or someone. So I remember going and knocking on the door and coming in contact with mom and dad. And obviously when the police show up to your door, you know most people already have some type of idea that they're probably going to wind up getting told some type of information, especially if it's more than one person. Usually if you open the door and you wind up seeing more than one person there, you know that there's most likely, you're going to probably be receiving some bad news, but you just don't know what that bad news is. And I remember just coming out and there's really kind of no no way to other explain it and just to come out and just tell someone that this happened. And I'll never forget the reaction from, you know, the parents in reference to the hearing that information and stuff like that. And it's it's a reaction that I... I, you know, especially when you have kids, you can't even imagine receiving that information, no less how it would be to, to try to digest that, especially at like two, three o'clock in the morning, no matter what time, but just kind of being surprised in the middle of the night, not expecting anyone to be knocking on your door when you're expecting to be sleeping. And, um, yeah, it was one of those situations and people react to things differently. And sometimes you see people, do some things that you maybe wouldn't expect. And I think that's part of experiences going in with an open mind. And, and you can kind of relate that to other aspects of your life when you're having and going to have tough communication with someone. You kind of have to be open to how that person's going to react. It may assume that it's going to go a certain way or, and then you may get there and it may not. In this case, I kind of uh, went the way I thought it was going to go, but 
um, it was just tough. It was really tough. And it's one of those things that you never forget and, and not something that you ever want to do. Uh, unfortunately, I've had the unfortunate experience to do it more than I wanted to do. Uh, you know, one is too much and more than that is even more than too much. But it really made me appreciate my life and it made me appreciate the fragility of life and it made me appreciate what I have because obviously those circumstances can change at any given time. And um, I think sometimes we get caught up with some things that really don't add value or important to our to us on a daily basis. You know, you think of the things that we get caught up on. You know, we get pissed because our our coffee's too cold or you know, a beer is too warm or we have to wait in line or we got cut off by somebody in traffic. And I think those experiences that you go through, the severity of them at least have shown me that not really kind of sweat the small stuff anymore because things change and there's other important things out there. And I think when I was able to take a step back, even now when I experience those moments where I just want to like, you know, scream and yell, or, you know, punch someone or whatever, punch myself sometimes. I, I just, I have to take a, a step back and realize that this is doesn't it this is not significant this is really nothing to to be worried about and this is something that most people would love to have to experience as opposed to some of the things they've dealt with in their life so it definitely made me appreciate life and uh living it every day to the best of our abilities because there's a lot of other people out there to uh who are not getting that opportunity so yeah I think it's something just to think about as we go on through our days and our weeks and our years and so on and so on, that someone's probably dealing with a lot more shit than we are because there's plenty of it out there. You know, I also wanted to uh, kind of like put the finishing touches on this and talking about service. You know, service is a funny thing because I think a lot of times, you know, um, I think we're maybe losing touch of what service really means. You know, I think we we get really kind of like ingrained on, um, you know, we get a lot of outside influence on things that, you know, in order for us to, to live uh, successful lives, we need to be a certain way or own certain things or do certain things or whatever. But there is a lot of like um, value in uh, giving back uh, and helping and providing a service to others. Now, obviously, like I was saying in the intro, as you know, service is not just something that you get at a restaurant, but service is kind of how you serve other people, how you serve your friends and your family and the people that you come in contact with, and how you can get out there and help. You know, and that's really kind of um, the most rewarding thing. And I think that's why most people that get involved in like those service type of industries, they want to help. They're passionate about giving back, and they're passionate about helping people uh, live better lives and to. Uh, to achieve their goals and to get through tough times and so on. And I think there's very something noble about wanting to do that. So I think if we take a look at, you know, what really service means, I think a lot of the other problems and headaches that we have in our life kind of become diminished because, you know, it's not about, you know, the material things and all those other things uh, that we stress over or want or whatever because we need to keep up with everybody else. And to take another great quote from the movie Fight Club, uh, Tyler Durden says, the things you own end up owning you, and it's true. I think you can get caught up in some of those things and, and miss the things that are really important. So my challenge to you would be to think about 
like what service means to you and maybe kind of implementing a little bit of that into your life. Cause it, to be honest with you from personal and professional experience, it it's very fulfilling and it, it means a lot and it may mean a lot to someone else. So I would challenge you to go out and do that because it's make you feel good. And that's what it's about. Feeling good, helping you feel good. And most importantly, helping some others feel good. So there you go. There's my weekly words of wisdom here at the white tiger podcast. Cool. So on that note, I would like to conclude this week's episode of the white tiger podcast by doing something that I have not done before. So here we are for some groundbreaking white tiger stuff that you get to experience. I would like to dedicate this episode to all those people that I've come in contact with through my 15 years of service as law enforcement officer and personally thank each and every one of them for making me a better person and for making me appreciate my life because it's without your experiences that I wouldn't be the person that I am today. So if you happen to be listening, if you're rolling cigarettes or mowing your lawn topless and you're listening to this podcast, I say a heartfelt thank you very much. And I'm hoping that each and every one of you listening was able to take something away from today's episode. And hopefully you did. And if you know someone else that you think would enjoy hearing the podcast, please feel free to pass it on because the goal is actually to get it out to as many people as possible so we could all help each other get through the inevitable ups and downs that life brings. So thank you for sharing. Also, if you have any burning questions that you want answered, such as what's my shoe size? What's my Zodiac sign? Who do I predict to win the World Series? Who do I like in the NHL playoffs? What are my views on global warming? And or what's my favorite movie of all time? Feel free to ask those questions on Instagram or you could shoot over to the podcast website, which is WTPodcast.com and click on the contact link at the top of the page. The, self, the rest is self-explanatory. The self is rest-explanatory. All right, hopefully you enjoyed it. I will see each and every one of you back here for episode nine. Make good choices. Have a good week. Don't get yourself in trouble. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com.